Hey, how's it going? Uh, hey, how are you? I'm great. Uh, Austin, right? Yep, that's me. All right, great. How's your night going? Uh, you know, fine. Uh, yeah. Just going to meet up with a few friends for a drink. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Do you have a long week? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the work has just been tearing me up. It's, it's really hell. Really? What do you do? I just work at the uh, Graham Cracker Factory. Oh, you you make... Are you on like the factory line? Do you have like a corporate position? Or? I have a corporate position. I, uh, I basically market graham crackers. You ever heard of Honey Made? Honey, yeah. Honey, honey Made graham crackers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's I us. mean, that's like the only one pretty much. You yep. guys are we're cornering doing, the market. Doing pretty well. Yeah, we're doing great. I mean, I, we, we are trying to distance ourselves from chocolate and marshmallows, though. That's our big positioning campaign really? right now. Yeah. I, I respect that a lot. I mean, not, not to come down on you but doesn't that make you feel bad for like the marshmallow people like obviously like graham crackers they can exist on their own uh chocolate i mean no question but marshmallows not a lot of people will eat marshmallows let me tell you a little something about the marshmallow business yeah those guys are assholes really yeah you know i just read an article about the marshmallow industry it was a real fluff piece (laughs) good one bob you have any mints or water? Or uh, wait, you just have a bowl of cigarettes back here? Uh, yeah. You want one? Can you take a left on Roosevelt? Uh, I, I know a, I know a shortcut. I really don't feel like I know where we're going. I, I nothing looks familiar anymore. You know what? We're coming up, Bob. This isn't funny anymore. Okay, I'm getting real hot here. I mean, at least turn on some air conditioning because it's getting real Ooh, hot. Oh, you want some heat, do you? Ah, 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 it's burning my feet! It's burning my feet! Ow! Ow, my feet! My feet! Uh, you might want to put on your seatbelt. It's getting a little Wait, bumpy. Wait, whoa, 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 what is this seatbelt doing? It's like, it's like an octopus. There's ten of them coming out of me. Ah, I can't move! Ah. What are you doing, Bob? What the hell is this? What kind of car is this? Say, how do you like that headrest? Ah! Oh my god! It's a spike now! The spike's digging into the back of my neck! Ow! Ow! Oh my god, my arm! Ah! Ah! And no... No car. No car. No car. Hey, shut up for a second. Shut up for a second. Austin? Austin? No car is complete. Without the seat made out of scorpions. Ah, 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 they're stinging me! 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 This concludes part one of Hellcab 5. Over to hell. Hello, and welcome to Tuesdays with Corey. A horror podcast where we talk about horror movies and why we love them. Heidi ho. I'm Joe. And I'm Justin Fink. And we are joined today by the esteemed Austin C. Pruitt. Hey, guys. Great to be here. I'm a big fan. Yeah, thanks. It's great to have you. Uh, Austin C. Pruitt is a dear friend of the show. Both Joe and I have known him for several years. Indeed. Decades, even. And we can oh at- we can attest to his wonderful taste. Oh, thanks. As uh, as you will <laughs> you will see coming on. <laughs> That's really kind of you. Thank uh-huh. you. 
Um, you know, like like we always do at the beginning of our episodes, we like to dive into a little piece of our horror history. Austin, I, I believe you were telling us a little uh, mm-hmm. about your experiences, your first experiences with horror. Yeah. I think my first horror experience was my dad uh, sitting me down and having me watch uh, Alien when I was around seven or eight years old. Very mm. appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just remember, like, very vividly, you know, just being traumatized by that uh, uh, famous scene of the alien popping out of his stomach. Chest um, burster. Yeah. But I think I the thing I love most about horror films as I've gotten older is uh, just their campiness and how hilarious they can be, mm-hmm. as is made evident in our feature today <laughs> yeah first of all i was a little uh worried when you started off by saying uh one of my first introductions to horror was when my dad sat me down <laughs> could have gone in many directions i'm quite relieved with the direction it went in <laughs> you're a sick man yeah well i didn't know how we could like skip over that and just <laughs> oh interesting so anyways the dentist <laughs> well i just think that it's it, it is a, it was very i remember my mom being extremely upset with my dad for showing the movie to me oh really yeah and oh. and i mean like i was i think way too young to be watching a movie that that's that graphic mm-hmm. and is you know essentially an allegory for rape yeah <laughs> my mom my mom showed me that at a young age but she just closed my eyes whenever uh, the yeah. scary parts happened yeah <laughs> i think my mom was out of town and and my dad was like yo we're gonna have a father-son moment uh, and watch this movie yeah. together and it just horrified me. <laughs> absolutely horrified me yeah do you look at food differently i do um and <laughs> i but then it was erased by the uh, comical parody Spaceballs when the uh, when the, the alien oh, pops yeah. out and does "Hello, my baby," yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it's funny now." <laughs> <laughs> so just kind of replaced that memory with that one. Yeah, thank God for Mel Brooks horror yes. comedy. <laughs> Absolutely. The first horrifying instance I had with horror was probably with Nightmare on Elm Street when Johnny Depp gets sucked into the bed. Oh, nice. And just a fountain of blood shoots out. Oh, my God. uh, As we know from watching that documentary, it was actually, uh, it was on a set that was upside down. So Uh, that how all the blood was splashing down onto the floor. Mm -hmm. And that's how it makes that effect where it like stays to the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, but seeing that for the first time definitely scarred me. Definitely. I mean, now when I see it, I'm like, oh, that's, it's almost like pretty Mm -hmm. in a sense. Like it's so surreal. Yes. Like it couldn't happen. But uh, when I saw it the first time, I was very, very disturbed by it. Yeah. How about you, Joe? Mine is equally as surreal, uh, but it came with in the Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the the scene where Sigourney Weaver, uh, again, where she's sitting in a chair and she's being haunted. And then all of a sudden, all these arms jump and rip out of the chair and then grab her and pull her into her fridge yeah <laughs> and it never really explains what happens in the fridge uh-huh. but i always was terrified that it was like oh hands can come from anywhere this is i'm not even safe on my couch <laughs> <laughs> yeah now that you mention it uh ghostbusters definitely did scare me too when i was a kid mm. especially that you know the first scene in the library with slimer mm-hmm. um and then uh 
when Rick Moranis turns into the dog and is like running around, running amok in the city, <laughs> like that. I don't know why. I mean, like looking back on it, it seems pretty tame, but it just like really affected me as a kid. And then there's always those like moments that like you're just scanning through TV when you're a kid, and then like you just happen to come across like a really terrifying part of some random film that you haven't se- hadn't seen the whole thing. Right. Like. Uh, I have this very vivid memory. I have no idea what the film is, but it like it really did scar me when I was a kid. There was this scene of a movie, and if and if you've heard of this, listeners, please call in with the name of this film. But uh, like it, it just had a close up of a bottle, and inside the bottle, like just a beer bottle, was like a little fetus. Like uh, just like floating in this bottle, and and then the guy drank it. Gross. He was in this ho- hotel room, <laughs> and then moments later in the film, he like barfs out this like creature Gross. that like that like crawls out of his mouth, Whoa. and like I have the the image so so vividly ingrained in my head. It's it, it was terrifying. I have no idea what it was, but it was yeah. It was one of those moments where I was just flipping through the TV late at night. And like came across this scene and like scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I never forget it. I have no idea what the movie is though. <laughs> hmm. Well, we want to talk about the horror movies we watched this week. Sure. I guess the past two weeks since we just did a Halloween special, we didn't talk about the movies we watched. So, Joe, you want to start us off? Yeah. Um, I watched Ash versus the Evil Dead, the pilot. Mm-hmm. Which was fantastic. It was good. It was so friggin' funny. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evil Dead fans of, especially of the comedy and the, de- the horror will uh, get both. Nice. I like. I recommend it. Um, we watched The Guest together. That's right. Great movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I was really happy with it. It was very different from Your Next, which I'm familiar, which the same director did mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And then what else? Uh, Lake Mungo, which <laughs> is like a found footage documentary. It's kind of like, feels like Dateline, but then it's like about this girl who's coming back to tell her parents things. I really don't recommend it. I don't understa- understand any of the hype. I think it's stupid. <laughs> don't see the waste of time. Nothing happens in the whole fucking movie. Um <laughs> watch Nightbreed. Thank God, always so much fun. I love Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Mm. And then we also watched Justin, we watched Serial Killing 101 together. Oh my god. <laughs> that was such a bad movie. I watched it twice this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the movie's so bad. Can you talk about it a little bit? Yeah, it's about this kid. He's in <laughs> high school. He's fans of Whoa. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, he's fans of <laughs> he's fans of Marilyn Manson. If that could tell you anything about mm. his character, yeah, uh, as Degenerate. a person, the fact that he's wearing a Marilyn Manson shirt should tell you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. But uh, he decides he really likes serial killers, and he tells everyone, mind you, this is post Columbine. He tells <laughs> everyone in his school, teachers, faculty, his parent, his mom. Uh, that he wants to be a serial killer. <laughs> That's what he's going to be when he grows and up. And nobody takes it seriously. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. And then, like, he's like, he finds a girl who's Lisa Loeb, and she's like, I want to die. <laughs> I should <laughs> be I your be first, first victim? victim. Yeah, and they, like, research together, and they're like, 
First of all, you need to dress more straight lace because that's how like most serial killers do. You need to do. blend in. And then he makes this like his kill costume, <laughs> which he just wears all black. He goes to a hardware store and he buys like a buzz saw. Oh my god! He oh. buys like a wrench. He oh. buys like a hammer, and he like attaches it all to his shirt. But he's <laughs> but at the hardware store, he's helped by uh, Corey what? Feldman. Yeah, <laughs> Corey Feldman, who's like in disguise with like yeah. glasses and like huge like buck teeth. It's so oh, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Corey Feldman in a disguise seems like a horror film in its own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I have a feeling he was like, I have to be in this. I'm wearing a disguise at least. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder, yeah. I wonder how he was convinced. <laughs> uh, okay, well, for me, I watched Serial Killing 101, and I watched The Guest <laughs> with Joe. Uh, I also watched, because I had never seen it, The Virgin Spring. What is that? Or not The Virgin Spring. I'm sorry. Uh, that's what the last out on, on the left is based off of. Oh, I watched uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, the torture scenes are incredible. So yeah, they um, really. They, I mean, just very inventive and like hor- horrifying. Yeah, like when they they mm-hmm. when sh- the crows peck out the guy's eyes. Oh no! Oh, you're thinking of uh, the remake. Oh yeah, that's what I am thinking of. Oh, talking about the OG. Oh, yeah. you're talking about the original. I was just about to say that the remake is horseshit. <laughs> oh, oh! I like I like the room remake. Nah, man, I, 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 <laughs> I haven't seen it. Again, not a big horror. <laughs> I think if you saw the original, you'd understand why I didn't like it. Uh, uh, the original just because it's just like it's the remake is trying to hit all the notes that the original hit, but uh-huh. like it pulls it off with like no tact. Uh, I didn't enjoy the tone of it. Uh, everyone in everyone in the movie was so unlikable. That's what I like about the original is that, uh, like, the main killer, like, he had, like, a lot of charisma. Mm-hmm. He was really, like, likable. Uh, and, and you're supposed to like the nerd, but his acting is just so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Uh, I liked it. Well, Austin liked it. <laughs> yeah. Austin, you watch any uh, horror movies? I did. I did. I watched, uh, I was inspired in this holiday season to uh, give myself a good spooking. Ooh. So uh, I... um. I recently watched Insidious, which I thought was really, oh, really good. Uh, yeah, how is that? It's very creepy. Like it's like uh, there, there aren't like there aren't huge shocking moments that will like scare you, but uh-huh. the overall tone of the movie like gives this very eerie, very disturbing kind of feel. Like there's one scene in particular where you know, like the house is basically, or actually the son is possessed um, in the movie, and he kind of invites in all of these different demons and one of them is like this midget that looks kind of, is addressed kind of like a newsie mm-hmm. and there's this scene where like you see like they they kind of think they rid the house of the demons mm-hmm. but then they like look in the window and there's like this shadow of a little little man like like kind of wiggling back and forth dancing <laughs> set to um uh tiny tim's nice uh, in the window, through the window. Oh, that, tiptoe through the tulips. Yes, tiptoe through the tulips, and it was just very disturbing. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, other than that, I watched Snowtown Murders, actually on your recommendation from last podcast, nice. which uh, was very upsetting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, I really need very, to see this. Very, very yeah. upsetting. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not more a horror horror film as it is just a 
display of like the depravity of man yeah <laughs> it's it's horrifying yeah yeah there's there's a lot of i mean I, yeah it's a very very disturbing but it's cool and i mean the music is really sweet oh yeah no i i thought it was Ooh. great yeah and i think the the cinematography is beautiful oh yeah the score is really great uh-huh. um and uh you know just the overall like the way that they take you through the film yeah um you really kind of led to believe that the the boy that's like the main protagonist mm-hmm. will turn into this serial killer but they do a really great job of taking the focus away from the like the actual murderer uh, the yeah. serial killer like it's more about like this tormented boy and like the way that he was kind of roped into this yeah. horrible gang of of vigilante murders yeah, which yeah. Uh, is a theme that we'll be returning to uh, yeah. um uh mm-hmm. what else did i watch uh Human Centipede 3, I fast-forwarded through that. <laughs> oh, whoa. That's what I did to the second one, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if I finished I it. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, you know, yeah. you know what the movie's about. It's it's just <laughs> trying to get you to the people getting their mouths sewed to assholes. Do so I just a, went right to that, um, <laughs> and it was, uh, it was, it was, it, they, uh, Tom <laughs> Tom Six, I think, is the guy who made the originals uh-huh. or made all of them. Yeah, um, he's in the movie mm-hmm. as and and they do like they did in the second one. They do this meta thing where it's like uh, these people are inspired to do it because they've seen the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, and it was I I actually liked the original human centipede i saw it in the theaters like the weekend it came out because i (laughs) i mean i think that the thing about me and films in general is that i like to watch a movie and walk away from it changed Mm. you know like i like to have the feeling that like wow i will am unable to unsee this yeah like tusk yeah (laughs) like when we watched Tusk. yes exactly (laughs) um and then finally justin and i revisited uh an old classic Rock and Roll Nightmare. Uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare? <laughs> yes. We saw this movie for the first time several years ago, and it was like we went to the video store. We were so taken by the cover. Mm-hmm. We were like, this is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and then we rented it, and it was like so laughably bad. <laughs> Extremely laughably. I mean, like so yeah. bad it's good, much like The Dentist. But yes. um, as we rewatched it, it like slowly decays into this softcore porn. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's just like kind of intolerable at that point. Uh-huh. Well, that's the thing, too, is I remember coming to that conclusion the first time we watched it. I do not. I remember, I remember loving it no, I all remember, the way through. I remember being like, this is hilarious, <laughs> and then at the end being like, this is so tedious. Yeah. Like, I never want to watch this again. But oh, you didn't find it tedious in the first 10 minutes when it's just a van <laughs> driving down the road? That was so funny. It's incredible. Like, they literally fill 10 minutes of this movie with just a van driving down the road, arriving at this haunted cabin uh, or whatever. Why? Yeah, and it's just like all power metal. Like it, the premise is basically a power metal band goes to this haunted cabin to record a new album, and uh, <laughs> like the movie is mainly about like them like being in their rooms, making out with their girlfriends, and mm-hmm. having sex, and uh, like s- just like kind of out of nowhere, like these weird Muppets. Start like spitting nice. in people's drinks and turning them into demons, nice. but actually th- they just turn into like total creepers. Like they yeah. just like <laughs> like there's this whole scene where this guy who's possessed, uh, basically like harasses a bunch of groupies, um, like telling them to take off their clothes and I don't know, it's bad. 
Um, that's about it. I uh, I for, I actually forgot. I was blanking. I forgot a few others. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I watched the film Joyride. Ooh. Came out in two thousand one. I highly recommend everyone watch that movie. Really? Yeah, especially you, Joe. I think you'll love it. Ooh. It was co-written by J.J. Abrams. Oh, funny. Yeah, and it's totally like made to be like a really good B movie. Neat. Uh, it's it's a great time. The tension is very real in it, but it still feels campy and fun. Um, and then I watched <laughs> the legendary uh, Salo. Or, oh. or 120 Days of Sodom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tame. Yeah, you're not into it, huh? No, the movie was hyped up to be so like graphic and gory, and then I watched it and I was like, what? This is it? Oh, it was, it's not but, supposed to be gory. It's just disturbing. Just, I wasn't even disturbed. I don't know. Really? You're okay with watching like five grown men rape a teenage boy? I mean, we were just talking about I spit on your grave. Yeah, but this was like over and over again. Yeah. Really, but like really yeah, over and over again, same thing with that movie. <laughs> but really the only thing that really stuck with me were the scenes where people were forced to eat shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god, that was intense. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> That's I will what never that movie was to me, honestly. <laughs> I will never watch that movie again. I will say that. Really? Uh, I got it. You know, anytime <laughs> you're ready, you know. Good to know. Good Couple to beers, solo time. <laughs> <laughs> Solo time. Stop. <laughs> Solo time. <laughs> Let's dive headfirst into the dentist. Hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, I want to say happy. No. 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 November. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad that you guys decided to take this into uh, the next month. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys got a great thing going on here. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the dentist. Do we have yeah. To? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point of the episode. <laughs> well, Austin, uh, yes. you want to run us through uh, the beautifully sculpted plot of this film? 1996. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> My story starts like this. <laughs> That's how so, the movie starts. Yeah. So uh, the movie is about Dr. Alan Finestone, a <laughs> successful, uh, successful Beverly Hills dentist who... Uh, is a complete asshole from a, from the get-go. He's a prick from the top of the movie. He is such a dick. He um, freaks out about cufflinks. Yes, he definitely has a diagnosed or undiagnosed case of obsessive compulsive disorder. Yes. He is very, very... Uh, uh, gets upset about stains or dirt or grime or mm. mud, and he's just always like, complaining about the filth and the rot. Uh, yeah. um, and it seems like he blames other people, too. Yes. Yeah, and it's never his fault. Um, but he's a dentist in Beverly Hills um, who basically catches his wife giving a blowjob to the pool man. <laughs> Matthew. Pool, pool Matt, boy. Matt, yeah, the pool boy. Pool boy. <laughs> Matt the pool boy gets a BJ from uh, <laughs> Mrs. Finestone. Brooke. Uh, Brooke. Um, and uh, he snaps. He basically just freaks out. Yeah. Um, he gets his uh, Walter PPK <laughs> gun gun out of a drawer, uh-huh. and um, first he follows the pool guy to his neighbor's house, and uh, 
seemingly to shoot him with a gun behind his back. Oh, yeah. And then the neighbor greets him and is like, oh, Alan, what are you doing here? And he's uh, like, um, can I invite you to a surprise party? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I want to dive backwards clean. just really quickly yeah. because the movie opens, like, I, when he said this, you looked at me and we were both like, what? Mm-hmm. Where he, the movie opens with him looking at the camera and going like, oh, you want to hear my story? And then he says, I believe there's a story to be told in every corner. <laughs> and then the movie starts. <laughs> I don't get it. This isn't like a Spike Lee film, like yeah. a day in the life in like a city. Like, let's go way, way back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You may find wherever you look, you'll find a story. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you mine. And it's like, that is such a great, uh, you know, like layup for a dentist pun. You know, like oh, some, yeah. some, some kind of like, let's get to the root of this. or like uh, some, yeah. But instead it's just like. There's a story in, in every, every corner. corner. It yeah. makes no sense at all. Um uh, if you can't tell already, this movie is terrible. Oh like it's, so I mean, funny. trying to explain <laughs> the plot of this movie, there is no plot. Like the, no. The, 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 the basically the movie is about a dentist who goes crazy because his wife's given blowjobs to the pool uh, boy, and um, he goes he to the neighbor's house. Goes to the neighbor's house, tries to kill uh, Matt, the pool boy. But what does Matt say when he sees the neighbor? Oh right. So uh, he Alan kind of creeps behind the neighbor's house to see what what the pool boy is doing. Yeah. And then like the neighbor kind of like seductively calls him in, and he's like. Oh hey, what's up, baby? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like terrible Foley, like yeah. I mean, uh, uh, ADR. ADR, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, so <laughs> so th- then he gets attacked by the neighbor's dog and yes. shoots the dog. Shoots the dog, <laughs> which mm-hmm. which launches. <laughs> A wild manhunt <laughs> for two, this guy by two crack detectives, two of LAPD's <laughs> finest. Yes, oh, Detective Sunshine. <laughs> that is literally his name in the movie, Detective Sunshine. <laughs> I don't know what the other guy's name is, but yeah. what is Kevin Foray's act, uh, character? Ken. Name? Ken Foray. Ken Foray. Yeah. Um, Ken Foray. Uh, we watched him in Death Spa. He's amazing in this movie. Yes, um, but uh, so. Uh, from 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 killing the dog, he <laughs> shows up at his practice at his office uh, late, and um, yes. everyone thirty had left. Yeah, yeah, and and everyone's worried about where he is. He shows up, and uh, his first victim, quote unquote, is a little little boy named yes. Jody, and mm. uh, it's Jody's first dentist appointment, which. To me, seems suspect because he's probably like nine or ten years old. It's like, why haven't you gotten your teeth cleaned yet? Yeah. But um, but anyways, like basically brings the kid in, and uh, at, and this is a something that happens pretty much every time he tortures or kills or uh, uh you know maims somebody is he uh, imagines that their teeth are are rotting out of their brain mm-hmm. and uh, rotting out of their brain, rotting out of their head, um and. Uh, um, or he imagines them as his filleting wife. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, <clears throat> so, so he he gets the boy in, stabs the boy with a, a utensil, and like the basically the mom's just like, "What the heck? I'm going home." Like he just <laughs> <laughs> takes the boy and they walk out. Yeah. Like what this is, is like a home? like kids bleeding out of his mouth. Like, yeah, you're in a place that knows how to take care bleeding of bleeding quite a bit yeah. too. Yeah. Though. But I mean, I, I don't think it's probably worthwhile like 
chugging through every um, torture sequence because if my job here is just to tell the plot, the plot is a dentist <laughs> goes crazy. He starts imagine like hallucinating that people have teeth rotting out of their heads, and this <laughs> leads him to to kill and torture uh, many people, including his wife. Yeah, midway in the, into the movie. Lives. Yeah. Um, which seems like it should be like the payoff of the entire film, but uh-huh. is like halfway through it. And, <laughs> and then after he rips his wife's teeth out of her mouth and cuts her tongue off, then he goes Ew. back to work <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and continues to torture people. Yes. And he kills uh, the pool guy. He does kill the pool guy yeah. in a very Hannibal Lecter cinematic shot yeah. where he's just kind of... <sighs> I oh guess. yeah, all the yeah. slashing, yeah, the sla- slashing. when he's slashing him, yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention was when he's. Oh, this movie was so like tedious. Mm-mm. Just having to spend so much time with this character as he's like going insane or whatever, and like uh, lost in all these fantasies about his wife, and like all these different camera angles, and the music, and like yeah. the soft lighting. He just kept these... asking, like, how are they going to continue this movie? No, how is it going to be? Like, how is there so much more time left? <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> the the cinematography in this movie Awful. is is Ugh. very nauseating and like it's terrible, terrible, <laughs> like spiraling, each... spinning yeah. shots. Yeah, yeah, uh, th- like most of them seem like too close up or they start sideways and twist in like close up on like <laughs> a, like a side of somebody's jacket yeah. or something and i think that obviously like this movie did not have a lot going for it so they tried to compensate or like or they overcompensated uh, yeah. by by adding some kind of neat you know cinematography cinematography you know technique but yeah there's so. one there's one scene where candy the just idiotic receptionist. Uh, <laughs> she gets up. She walks off frame. There's nothing in the frame for like five seconds. <laughs> and then the camera pans as she like walks like around this wall. Yeah. Because she's going to lunch and. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's so so hard you to just got to see the empty wall for yeah. like two, three <laughs> yeah, seconds. Yeah. The receptionist is. One of my favorite characters, <laughs> uh, Candy. She oh my <laughs> god. Candy. Oh uh, my god. Yeah, um, she 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 worships Doctor Alan Feinstein. Oh yeah, she's fine. By the way, there's a scene where he rapes a girl. Yes, he puts her under and then pictures the girl as his wife. So he starts having his way with them, and he like comes out, and somehow she wakes up, and she's like, "No, I want to get out of here." He chokes her too. Yeah, that's how she wakes up. Yeah, so Uh. she so. Yeah, like he fantasizes that this woman is his naked wife uh-huh. and proceeds to fondle her, take off her pantyhose. Yeah, and well, she's uh, under. And then, like, realizing that it's his wife for hallucination of his wife, he starts choking her. Yeah. She wakes up and uh, is just kind of like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like what, what's up? And he's like, oh, it's just a nitrous. And then Mark Ruffalo, in a very early role... Yeah. Uh, is an actor in this movie, and he plays uh, this this woman who was raped. Uh, her 
manager. Uh, she's a she's he? like a. Yeah, I think he's like his her agent. Yes, yeah. She's like a beauty queen. Yeah. What's her name? April Rain. April, April Rain. Rain. Yeah. Oh, and he's uh, Steve Landis. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, that's right. His yes. talent agent. He's a talent agent. Yeah. He hands the girl that card, and it's like the cheapest looking card. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Steve there Landis. is a very like probably the most horrifying scene, other than the gore, uh, is this scene with Mark Ruffalo. Uh, telling a 14-year-old girl to walk around for, for him because he's an agent and he thinks that she could be a model. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, stand up for me. Yeah, go take a walk. Yeah, Twirl yeah. around for me. Yeah. Here's my card, baby. Like It's like, dude, Mark, chill out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Landis? <laughs> that's well, a 14-year-old girl. Steve Landers. Landers. Landers that's yeah. even better. <laughs> uh, you're talking about candy. I brought up uh, that one girl getting raped because because you were talking about like candy has just this like this like intense affinity for uh, for the doctor Mm -hmm. and like it's it's just like unwavering and a good testament to that is Mark Ruffalo goes into the (laughs) office because obviously like the girl told him like I was raped Mm -hmm. so he Mm -hmm. goes into the office basically tells everyone in the office (laughs) and nobody takes it seriously (laughs) at all he's like you're a sick fuck and like punches him I'm gonna sue him in the face yeah he he punches him and he's like I'm gonna sue your ass and walks out and then like everyone's just kind of like man you're not what the heck happened there you know like (laughs) just like we love our dentist yeah just shrugs it off which doesn't and, make sense because he seems like such a dick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Right. And when he's so he he's hit in the face and he comes he like sort of slowly gets to his feet, uh, holding his nose, which is bleeding, and he's like, oh, the corruption. <laughs> Nobody cares about dental hygiene. Yeah. Oh my god, I totally wrote that down. <laughs> which, by the way, uh, just in a world that ignores dental hygiene, <laughs> yes. the yeah. lack of respect. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, if you were thinking to yourself while watching this movie, you know what? There's just not enough characters in this movie <laughs> or plot devices. Yes. Well, there's also an IRS agent yes. who just happens to be after him for some reason. He's like, you've got big tax oh, problems. Oh, it's because he has such a because <laughs> yeah. fa- he's embezzling money because he has such a fancy like uh, doc- he's embezzling dentist place. Money? Yeah. Do they say that? Do they? I, uh, I looked up about the dentist too, and that's where no, they explain well, that. Well, oh, in the dentist, all the all the screenwriter <laughs> trouble to come up with was you're dealing with big tax problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, the the IRS plot device does kind of carry through the entire film because the first time you meet him, he's on the phone yeah. with the IRS people, mm. and basically, like he's trading something for a cleaning. Yeah, like, like I don't know what they would do. Wait, like, they did that in the phone call right away. Yeah, because he's like, "Yep, <laughs> yeah, a cleaning. We'll schedule it." I thought he was no, no. He it. he answers the phone in the beginning. He mm-hmm. answers it and he mm-hmm. goes, "Hello, yeah, IRS." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so the IRS agent does come and says, "You got big tax problems." That's when Mark Ruffalo comes in, punches him, <laughs> yeah. and the IRS agent goes, "You're just having not. You're having the worst Today day. Today just isn't your day. <laughs> Today just isn't your day." Yeah. Uh, I mean, just because they carried that like arc out does not mean it served the movie at all. Like, yeah, is this well, about this? Served, is it, this about this guy losing his mind because of his wife, or is it about like him? It gave them one more excuse to (laughs) to torture somebody. Why didn't they kill that insurance or that salesman who was like there for like five seconds? Oh my god! I I don't understand. He had no point at all. Oh wait, 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 yeah, he had one point, and that was just to 
say that oh yeah another screamer yeah yeah oh yeah yeah the, to cover up for him there's a, a very <laughs> random scene where a salesman dentist a, a, a dentist oh. a guy selling dental equipment or something mm-hmm. comes into the office and says to candy the receptionist uh having a good day today and candy replies <laughs> well what, what is, day it thir- is it what day is, is it? it thursday <laughs> yeah thursday's good for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh and then that guy just hears somebody screaming in the back, and he's like, oh, a screamer, huh? Yeah, we get those all the time yeah. at the dental uh, <laughs> equipment store. Uh, yeah. There's some other stuff I want to bring up. Uh, so while he's losing his mind about his wife before he's, like, tortured anyone, he looks at first. God, this is amazing. Hmm. He picks up a photo on his desk, and, of course, it's of his wife. And then he puts that down, and then he picks up another photo, and it's of his wife with the neighbor, and they're by the pool. And they both are boning the pool boy. Yeah. Yeah, and then in the picture that he's looking at, the pool boy appears, cleaning the pool. <laughs> yes. No and way. And then disappears. No yeah. way. You missed that? that. He see must that. have been writing notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's oh, amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> I'm making like, a gift of that. Just I'm making a gift of that. Do it, do yes. it. But even, I mean... <laughs> Just the fact that he has a photo of his wife and, and his, his neighbor, neighbor in a bikini <laughs> on his desk makes no sense at all. Well, he put it in the drawer with his Walter PPK. Yeah, yeah. Um, one other thing that I really want to talk about is uh, the um, the dentist's office itself, <laughs> and um, apparently this this dentist's office is is like highly esteemed for its themed rooms <laughs> and uh there's a few that we get to see um the rainforest room yes. which is just a plain boring ass looking room with a, a bunch of- w- with a with a with a rainforest soundtrack like just like and like drizzling noises and a bunch of plants and then there's just potted plants, plants. scattered around <laughs> the office willy-nilly uh-huh. like if I walked into a room, I wouldn't be like, oh, this looks like a rainforest. I'd be like, this guy's Whoa. obsessed with potted plants. And 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 okay, so there's the the rainforest room, there's a music room where like they <laughs> oh, yeah. wear like like some kind of sequined like uh Oh, that's right. dentist. she's wearing the music. Yeah, outfit. she's wearing Yeah, she's wearing <laughs> so she's wearing like a dentist's outfit that For the music room. That, that has like oh a little cleft note on yeah. it. So and then there's That's why. Oh. Yeah, and uh there's the opera room, which is like his masterpiece. Oh yeah, because he's obsessed with classical music. He's you know it's such a great twist of his character <laughs> that he likes classical music and opera. Oh yeah, but um, but yeah, that voice. <laughs> yes. Well, he is such like his characterization is totally uh, ripped off from Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yep. like this like sophisticated. Uh, I don't get sophisticated from him at all. Oh, he, well, he's supposed, he's supposed to be supposed sophisticated, to be. like the his opera thing, you know, yeah, opera, yeah. and like his house, how everything is meticulous. Huge. Yeah, I just feel like he's huge. he's more anal retentive than he is. Well, I mean, that's a conversation for another day. If if <laughs> anal retention is uh, synonymous with sophistication, <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say Joe would say so. Looking at this closet, no, that's two against one. <laughs> um, but. Uh, but anyways, yeah, yeah. So they stole that thing from him, uh, like with the opera music, yeah. and like again, just lazy screenwriting. When oh, he's just, when he's telling his wife because opera music is playing, he's like, "Ooh, 
Listen to that music. Listen how she <laughs> hits those high notes just like that. <laughs> so, yeah. such eloquence. So yeah. many, like, beautiful so, metaphors there. Yeah, yeah. And that scene has a very strange, like, uh, tech camera technique where it's like from his point of view and you just see his arm yeah it's almost like that snl skit like the continental it's like he wasn't there at all that's what i was thinking the whole scene i was like they could use anybody's hand yeah he's just not here yeah so yeah he when he when he eventually tortures his wife by um getting her in the chair and ripping her teeth out and one by cutting, one. cutting uh. her cutting her tongue off which is actually pretty squeamish you know mm-hmm. like like very uh very graphic gory. gory you know tongue and teeth pulling out but uh what's really funny about that is he brings her into the room and they're about to go to a restaurant for their anniversary mm-hmm. and he's like He's like, please, just in- humor me, indulge me, let me clean your teeth. And she's like, I don't know if this is the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course it's not. Like, yeah. you, if, uh, I, I don't know. It's in- insane. <laughs> insane. So basically, uh, I just a note I wrote down while watching this movie is that there is absolutely nothing moving the story forward. Mm-hmm. Nothing. We as an audience have absolutely no investment mm-hmm. in anything other mm-hmm. than let's see how he tortures these people. Well, they're yeah. in a chair and gas. The way everything is unfolded is just like awful. The fact that he kills his wife first mm-hmm. um, just like completely spoils any sort of like driver. Yeah. Any yeah, well, character motivation he end. has. Yeah. I don't know. It was... <laughs> Do we want to get into the? Uh, uh, how do, should we wrap up the plot real quickly? I think the plot is wrong. No, well, I'm, I'm I'm saying, do we want to get into the sound clips of the detectives? Oh, absolutely, yes, please. Let's play those. So, so yeah, the, the I think one of the only um, things driving it forward is are these two detectives yeah. that are searching for the killer of a dog. That's right. Of a dog. Okay, these are L.A. cops. Yes, <laughs> somebody shot <laughs> a dog, and they decided to make it yeah. their whole day's work to track down yeah. whoever shot this dog. They right. no other inclination that whoever did this is doing any other crimes. Yeah, and they manage these two characters, Ken Foray's character and Detective Sunshine. We are supposed to believe... Detective Gibbs and Detective Sunshine. We are supposed to believe that this man's last name is Sunshine. <laughs> so there's unbelievable. A, there well, is a, intelligent. There is a moment. There's a Not moment. Bright. There's a moment I forgot to time code. Um that I guess we'll just tell you now. But it's when the detectives first are like examining the dog. It's when we first meet the detectives. Uh but at the end of the scene, he, the one's like talking to the police and he's just like, All right, uh, go interview the neighbors, uh, you know, cop stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, go check out the houses and uh, you know do that uh, that cop stuff that that we do because <laughs> yeah. we're cops. It's just again. I mean, I've said this like four times already. Just super lazy screenwriting. Like, yes, they couldn't do any like minimal research. Like, what do police do? No, let's just say cop stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some of some of these dialogue scenes between the two detectives need to be heard to believe. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> like the. So this sequence that we're about to ch- uh, have present you listen to, to you. present to you mm-hmm. is the detectives first coming to Dr. Feinstone's house yeah. to 
Just, just to question just to, him. Just to question he's him a about neighbor. The, yeah, about the dog. Yeah. So let's uh, let's play a little bit of that. Is there something wrong, detective? The world's full of wrong, Doc. May we come in? I was just having breakfast. The most important meal of the day. I'm a fruit man myself. We've got a couple of questions we'd like to ask you. Do either of you own a firearm? No. You're a dentist, right? Yes. It's a little like a cop. A necessary evil. <laughs> oh, my God. Just Makes no sense at all. Wonderful dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Do you own a firearm? No. You're a dentist, right? Yes. Just like a cop. <laughs> and then like and then just that fruit line is unbelievable. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, breakfast, huh? <laughs> I'm a fruit man myself. <laughs> fruit can be breakfast. That's not, <laughs> that's not there's no distinction. Typically eat yeah, I wasn't sure if he was saying if he was saying that like it's breakfast or fruit. Yeah, I don't or if he was just saying that's his favorite part about breakfast. Yeah. It's like I love fruit for breakfast. What about you? Yeah. Like you've been like Breakfast, most important meal of the day. I'm a Belgium waffle guy myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now this next clip is basically uh, the detectives figuring out that the the bullet that um, was in the dog matches the only gun in the area, which is the PPK that they know that Feinstone mm -hmm. owns. Right. When are you going to see a dentist about that, too? I'd rather live with the pain. What have you got? You were right, Sherlock. This is not our robber. A 380 caliber slug flattened by the dog's cranium. Surprise me, sunshine. Surprise me. There's about 300 registered gun owners in a two-mile radius of the house. Nearer. Nearer. Across the street, a Dr. Finestone is a fully subscribed, bona fide member of the Encino Gun Club and a registered owner of a 380 Walter PPK. Regular James Bond. A James Bond regular. So, example number five of lazy screenwriting. <laughs> yes. A regular James Bond. Yeah, James Bond regular. <laughs> and then he looks at him, like, gives the slightest smirk, and then just goes like, yeah, whatever, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I just said that, you idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, what's, the, what's this next one? Uh, I think the cops, oh, oh, yes. the cops are coming to the house, and we overhear this on the surveillance footage. I just don't get it. Why would he want to shoot a dog? Because he's a dentist and they're capable of anything. Did you know dentists have the highest rate of suicide? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Why so would he want to so shoot a dog? Yeah. Because he's a dentist. He's capable of anything. <laughs> They're capable of anything. <laughs> yeah. You know they have the highest rate of suicide? <laughs> yeah. It just throws in this little fact about dentists. Yeah. There's, there's nothing... <laughs> <laughs> the connection between a man shooting a dog and <laughs> yeah. and his rate of this likelihood of killing himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So so funny. It's how does how does it end? Uh, as he tortures all these people. Oh right, right. Kills yes. his wife, tortures all these people. Yes. Pool boy gets it. Yeah, yeah. Or well, tortures his wife. I guess his wife never dies actually. His wife never dies. She, she's just sort of like Tooth be, be, yeah, this like toothless mangled person yeah. who just sort of is tongueless. in his house. Toothless, tongueless. Toothless and tongueless. And um Ugh. 
Yeah, so he he tortures uh, a few more people, kills a few more people, kills like all of his nurses, tortures mm-hmm. a f- tortures a few more patients, mm-hmm. and then uh, he's chasing this fourteen year old girl who is like great at elu- <laughs> very elusive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Gets away from uh, Alan, and Alan runs away, and nobody knows where he is, and uh, it's kind of come out. In the in the in the reality of the film, that he's this torturer, and he's done all these horrible things, killed people, and Candy is crying, <laughs> and she says, she goes, well, he was a good man, he was a good dentist, and a teacher," okay. and then they're like, "Wait, what? He he's a, a teacher?" teacher? <laughs> and then it cuts. The movie to- continues. All, yes. all he says Not is, over yet. "All he says is." <laughs> Did you say teacher? <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to the dental school. <laughs> yeah, so then so Alan runs away to a dental school where he <laughs> he is like just you know harassing per- the harassing all of yeah. the students and by, by the way no by the way them. by the way no mention of the dental school at any point in no, this movie. Yeah, no, no whatsoever. Not by his life, his not involvement by with it, yeah. no nothing. Phone call. Nothing. And yeah, he just shows up at this dental school and then at gunpoint, tries to get yeah. all of the students to ex- like rip, rip out their teeth, teeth, rip out everybody's teeth. Yeah. And it's at this point that the that the cops start chasing him, and Alan is running away from the cops and uh, finds his way into a theater oh, um, that's in the God. in the school, presumably, and uh, there where a lone opera singer is singing on a stage, and he's. S- mystified so by her crying. and m- crying and walking slowly <laughs> towards her and uh again we have another hallucination scene where the the opera singer turns around and it's his wife with all of her teeth pulled out and very gory and gross looking and uh at that point he just drops to his knees and the cops just basically stand next to him <laughs> and like he's just defeated and they uh you know arrest him and the very last scene which twist brings back to the very beginning where he's like imagining that he's uh a dentist and like fake you know using these doing object work with like fake <laughs> utensils and lights and then so in the end you find out that he's just talking to himself in a mental institution and they uh they pick him up and bring him to a dentist chair and he's like no you can't you can't make me you can't make me and they throw him on the chair and then like the big ending is that it's his wife who's toothless um one of the things with this movie is like so <laughs> yeah pretty boring huh <laughs> yeah, I always Joe, whenever, whenever, whenever you yawn, it's a great idea to just yawn directly into the mic. <laughs> okay. Especially when we have a guest <laughs> and they're talking. talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sends a great message. Um, <laughs> the movie. It's, Are you it's still talking? Stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The movie is like one of the things. So, so like this ending where like he's being he, his teeth are being worked on by his wife with the with the weird camera with weird teeth and the the thing about this movie that's really poorly done is you have no idea what is fantasy and what is reality right. because in the very beginning when he first catches the pool boy um he he has this fantasy where he's like 
fantasy murder scene. Yeah, where he where he's putting the gun in in the pool boy's mouth and basically like forcing his wife to like bite his dick off. Oh yeah, and he's just like bite it off. Show show him what good teeth you have. Yeah, probably Burnson's best performance in the movie is him just freaking out with frothing at the mouth. But yeah, and they do this they do this technique where they will white wipe to the fantasies so it's like whoosh and like it just like white hits the screen and you're supposed to imagine that this is his imagination but then later in the film they do that just to cut between <laughs> shots yeah. and you're like wait so is this a fantasy sequence or is this reality like when any time that somebody is tortured or or being murdered they use this kind of like uh, hallucination technique where you, you see like their rotten teeth and uh, then they start. He starts working on them and like destroying their teeth or whatever. But you you always kind of have this sense of is this actually happening or is this a fantasy of his? Right. And maybe I mean I really hate to give the writers any credit, but maybe that's what they're trying to imply at the end is that like this whole thing could have been just his fantasy because he uh, is like he that, do- uh, that would not be giving credit to the writers <laughs> if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that sounds like a great topic for themes. Um, I was not going to talk about that during themes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really, I'm, I'm pulling at straws about what to talk about during themes for this movie. But uh, yeah, I think we're about we can are we about ready for a break? I think we should. Uh, yeah, let's take a break. All right, see you guys. And now, part two of Hellcab Five, Uber to Hell. Boss, boss, come on in. Oh, thanks, boss. Hey, uh, so we just want to do this uh, annual review with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you've been doing great. You know, looks like you've got a solid 4.8 pitchfork rating. Yeah. Um, you uh, you've been you've been working hard. Mm-hmm. You you keeping the the bowl of cigarettes full in the back seat there. Mm-hmm. I think that was a great touch. It was thank, a great touch. Thank you. Yeah. Because we here at Uber Hell, we uh, really respect you know treating our customers with the uh, highest amount of you know attention. Oh yeah. And uh, you know you seem to be doing that great, Bob. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. That makes me feel very valued as an employee. The the one thing that I was just hoping that you would be uh, doing for us as a company uh-huh. would be to you know bring in a few more people that uh you know can do the job oh. um, and we we're wondering if maybe you could uh recruit one or two people on your ro- uh, on your routes oh okay uh well you just like some of the people i've brought to hell here yeah, yeah. Just I mean, some like, of the, you know, the people try I think to, could be good for yeah try to find a good candidate uh okay well, I I know a, a guy. I could bring him in right now. He's pretty pretty awesome. Well, let's let's meet him. Bring him right in. Yeah. Um. Let me out! Let me out! <laughs> God, uh, I love that. Yeah, it's yeah. Let he's, me out! he's so dramatic. Well, why don't you let him out? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want to meet this guy. Fine. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Tuesdays with Gory, a weekly podcast where we discuss the horror movies that we love so dearly. And we are currently talking about the 1996 sleeper hit, 
the dentist. And we have a special guest in the studio, our dear friend Austin C. Pruitt. Good to be back. Hey, Austin. Back from the break. This is my first time on the show. Yeah, yeah. He has been spotted on a previous Mercast, though. Indeed. That's true. So anyways, I believe... (laughs) 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 Anyways, I believe that it is time for the... Death toll, death count, Uh, Very few actual deaths in this movie. But at least we got them. They were real legitimate murders. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for that. (laughs) 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 Well, we've had to argue in the past two movies about, was that a death or not? It's like, nope, these are straightforward. Nobody's coming back. Clear Uh, clear deaths. Okay, so first of all, we have the dog. <laughs> yes. The dog was shot in the head. <laughs> uh, and next we have Matt the pool boy. <laughs> he is slashed repeatedly by the pool. By the uh, pool? <laughs> yeah, he's by the pool. <laughs> oh, oh, I think you slashed by the pool. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, <laughs> the pool just the pool slashed pool out slasher. There's a crazy twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I clean you. <laughs> <laughs> My creation is turned against me. <laughs> What's up, babe? <laughs> um, uh, by the way, I'm, I, I, I will research this, but I'm pretty sure that guy is probably a porno actor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Not that I've seen him before <laughs> <laughs> in another movie, but he, he seems like the kind of guy who's just like, well, let's just get a, a hot-looking dude. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm pretty sure that guy is a hot, <laughs> hot porno actor. Yeah. I'll bet he's real good. <laughs> yeah. Oh just, just, just an assumption. <laughs> uh, next death, we have Jessica who is strangled. She's one of the nurses. Yes. Played by uh, Molly Hagen, who yeah. uh, I I remembered from Seinfeld. Yes. She, is, she plays uh, Sister Catherine. Yes. And yeah. the wife to Matthew Broderick in Election. Oh. Right. <laughs> Ow. Oh. <laughs> movie's weird. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't know. Also, um... Okay, so this is like a very... Oh, there's one. Yeah, and the last one. There is a last one, but I just want to mention this character dying. This is another infuriating thing about this movie. She is... She has the makeups of what should be the movie's final girl. Yeah, totally. Yes. Like, she's like... She's suspicious from the get-go. It, it really makes it seem like she's going to be the one that foils the doctor. Mm-hmm. So her getting strangled, like, in the middle of the movie was really confusing. Mm-hmm. And the oh, fact the that movie the, keeps going. the 14-year-old girl becomes, like, the only one who's, like, strong enough to, like, push him away. Yeah. I, I really do like her character because she seems to be, like, kind of klutzy. Yeah. And, like, and she, <laughs> she's sort of, like, a very, like, like kind of family drama, drama like, uh, Girl comedy. Next door. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. like the first time we're introduced to her, she comes in and, and leans on the desk and accidentally hits the oh, bell. Yeah. And it's like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, and then later on, she, like, she, like, fumbles with something and drops it. And she's, like, basically does, like, the... <laughs> like like blows the hair out of her face like geez louise uh-huh. this is just not my day <laughs> but uh and then she gets strangled <laughs> then she gets strangled yeah. yeah the funniest part uh and then the last death of the movie is the other nurse her name is karen whenever karen talks she shows all of her teeth yeah which i think is intentional <laughs> um, i have a feeling yeah she, she has is good teeth by far uh, one of the more unlikable characters in the movie. Yeah, uh, it was 
no fun watching her in any scenes. Uh, but she gets a syringe, an empty syringe gets injected into her neck, so yeah. the air bubble cycles up to her brain and kills her that way. He yeah. explains it in case we don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I'm going to put little air bubbles in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it is kind of cool and very gross. I mean, like, I get eked out by needles. Oh, uh, yeah. But, like, uh, when he injects the air bubble, you, like, see this lump travel through her jugular, yeah. which was kind of unsettling. Yeah. Uh, and that's it for definite deaths. Death toll. Well, next up is my gore score. Gore score and severed fears ago. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I got I got five points uh, today. Uh-huh. The first one is the previously mentioned dog that was shot. When we get to see it again, when the detectives. Detective Sunshine and Gibbs first get on the case. <laughs> they find the dog, and it looks way bloodier than just like a gunshot. It looks yeah. like it was like cut up. It's really yeah. gross. It, it looks like a like a pile of meat is just like on the uh, like like yeah. a, like a, like, a, like, a fur. like a steak or something. But it's really funny because they cut to it like they do in like any crime scene movie. Where like the dog is covered with that sheet that they usually yeah. cover bodies like I don't think they would do that to a dog. <laughs> yeah. I think animal control would just come and like <laughs> take a pitchfork and like throw it into their truck <laughs> and drive off. Oh, and 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 Detective Gibbs, uh, like like removes the sheet or, or puts the sheet back over it, which is covered in blood, and then immediately oh, yeah. picks up a snack that's in his hand and starts eating <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, no, nah, never. Yeah. Why do I do that? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that is my first gore score. Mm-hmm. The second one is when did, uh, the doctor, what? how do you say his name? Feinstone. Feinstone? <laughs> Feinstone? When he pulls his wife's teeth out. Brooke, uh, yeah. That yeah. is pretty nasty. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, and that doesn't happen until 45 minutes yeah, into the film. I, I understand it's a mission from the list, but I do have to say that initial scene with the little boy getting Man. cut. I thought that was that really tense. I felt pretty tense. It's like, tense, but it's not it. like really gory. But they do. I mean, they do show it like like stabbing his yeah. gums, yeah. and he bleeds. I was unsettled. Yeah, that's a gore score. I'll, I'll put it in uh, the unsettling box. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is during the Matt's kill scene by the pool by Doctor Feinfeld. Feinstone. Feinstone. Come on, I can't get it. <laughs> So Dr. Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> At first, when he's slicing, oh, before, is it? Oh, yes, you see his wife first, mm-hmm. and she, her teeth are all missing, and it's really disgusting, her empty mouth, mm-hmm. which they also show multiple times throughout the movie, and I'm not going to give multiple points for that. Mm-hmm. And then when he's killed, he is particularly bloody. Against, like, falling against patio furniture. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. gross. He's soaked. Uh, yeah, and then he tosses the knife in the pool. <laughs> yes. Ugh, he's so silly. And he's, and he's, oh, yeah, he's going to have to get that later. <laughs> then, uh, Clean that up, pool boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's his job now. What is he thinking? The last gore score is the IRS man, Marv Goldblum, when he gets mouth cranked, like mm-hmm. the spacer, and it just keeps cranking further and further in these really great gory special effects with his prosthetic head. Mm-hmm. And it shows him cutting his tongue out, too, which we don't see his wife get his t- get her t- uh, tongue yeah. cut out. But we do find it in the pool. Oh, yeah, that's how the pool boy uh, knows yeah, at first. Yeah, He's yeah. cleaning. Yeah. There is w- what. There's another scene uh, where he's 
um, working on a patient and just like basically stabs his tongue or st- stabs like her where, tongue where like he's just fiddling around in somebody's mouth with with a utensil. <laughs> and oh, no, the like, neighbor. Yes. He's like clawing out her tooth. Oh, yeah. That was one I forgot to put on the gore score. And yes. it's not particularly gory, but let's put it, it in the unsettling box. It was maybe unsettling. Too. Yeah. Because it just, really shows them like using like a Dremel on some fake teeth. Yeah. just like grinding them apart. That yeah. scene yeah. is funny because he's going to town on this lady's <laughs> yeah. tooth. Like definitely like if he were to re- <laughs> he's going to the point where he should just be removing the tooth. So it's very obvious that what he's doing is not like a normal dental procedure. Yeah. Mm. But he's doing that, and the nurse is there watching him do that. <laughs> At one point, she leans over and goes, oh, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. Like, like, that's her. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you drilling her teeth out? <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and, and normal person would do. And after he destroys this woman's tooth. Don't question tooth, me. He, like, she just kind of like touches her cheek like, like ouch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the patient. Oh, yeah. my God. Mm-hmm. Then she doesn't die. What do they do anything else Aww. with that character? Nope. <laughs> they just let her go. Yeah, That's yeah. It. No, yeah. She, because uh, the reason that the wife's um, friend. Well, the the reason that he gets so mad to kill Jessica is because uh, he goes back into the room and she's gone, and he he. He's like, where did she go? And she's like, I I sent her home. We destroyed that woman's tooth. Oh yeah. And then that's when he gets pissed off and don't question me. I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. Is that it for the gross out the gore score? That is the gore score. Bang 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 bang. Well, gentlemen, final. Uh, wait, no. What am I talking about? It's time for the theme. Yeah. Themes. Believe it or not. This movie is not stewing with intellectual <laughs> redemption. Uh, I do not know if there is any sort of intention to make any statement about anything. Um, there is a lot of hatred uh, towards <laughs> dentists, police officers. The IRS guy who's bribing people. Uh, the IRS, people. yeah. The IRS is a total buffoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he bribes a 14-year-old for no reason that we <laughs> yes, understand. cut line to see the dentist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He cut, yeah, the IRS guy cuts in front of this girl who's, like, begging to get her braces yeah. out because she has this big party to go to. <laughs> yeah. um, is it her party, maybe? Uh, like celebrating her de- her braces removal is what I was thinking. Whatever, but <laughs> <laughs> but but the, to to cut in line from this fourteen year old girl, the IRS guy gives her like a twenty. Oh yeah, and she's like, I can't take this, and he's like, Okay, but next time. Take, take the, the money. money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what? <laughs> um, I think I'll ever run into you again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Next time I try to give you money. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be bribing you in the future. That'd be great. Like, (laughs) next week they're, like, in line at a Walgreens. He's just like, hey, let me cut, huh? (laughs) Um, So there's one moment that almost seemed like they're trying to introduce a theme to the movie where he says, romance has been replaced by technology. Uh, oh, oh, he says oh, that? oh, yes. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Romance and technology have like separated themselves, but with this, I can bring them back together or something. No, In a world don't. where romance is separated by technology, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it exactly. Yeah, oh, my and God. it's like, what's the context of that? I don't remember. I d- <sighs> It's when he's about to take all her teeth out in the <laughs> opera in 
Yeah, when he's talking about opera. Yes. She's wearing that horrible, ugly black dress that they talked about. Because he's so into opera. So anyways, to sum it up, if we had to detect any theme in this movie, obviously he's obsessive-compulsive. Um, even before he snapped, he was freaking out about cufflinks uh, and a stain on his shirt. Right, you couldn't see at all. I did not see a stain. Yeah, the stain on his shirt. So, uh, the the idea here is, uh, you know, being obsessive about cleanliness, both physically and uh, in a moralic sense. Like he he has all these analogies. No, he doesn't have analogies. He has. An analogy that he repeats over, over and, over, and again over again about uh. decay. Yeah, <laughs> obviously he's talking about like the decay of Tooth like decay, the decay of humanity and values or whatever. It's, yeah, they do not expunge <laughs> on it at all. No, it's yeah, but, but that's I, that's the closest thing we have to a theme, I think. Yeah, I, I would say that the theme is obsession, and it does you know have these hints of the vigilante justice horror film where <laughs> yeah. um you know the the serial killer or what have you is killing in the name of something that he finds to be morally good right um so for fine stone it's it's cleanliness but you know you look at movies like uh like snowtown murders where the like actually the serial killer killed because you know like homosexuals and drug addicts everywhere yeah, and yeah. he wants to kill him for that or right. you know it, it i really apologize for the comparison but <laughs> it does remind me of taxi driver too <laughs> when, oh my God. Uh, travis bickle is you know driving down the street being right. like the rain's gonna you know this is my robert Thumb de niro <laughs> my robert de niro impression yeah. uh but you know the rain is gonna wash away all the scum Someday yeah. I hope a wheel wing will come and wash them all away. <laughs> he really <laughs> says it like that. He messes it up, I swear. De Niro. <laughs> a wheel wing. <laughs> yeah. Get it together, Rob. Can't believe you're talking about Taxi Driver and the dentist in the same breath. So you heard it <laughs> you heard you heard it from Austin. The dentist is just as great as Taxi Driver. <laughs> well, bad rap. <laughs> um well, we we should talk a little bit about um who Brian Yunza is and, uh, yeah, and yeah. sort of the background of this film. Sure. Um, I I don't have Joe. You know more than I do. Ooh yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a gosh. What is, he's done a lot of things. He Society. He wrote directed Society, which is one of the closest things to like a Cronenberg movie not directed by Cronenberg. I highly highly recommend that movie. I don't think either of you have seen it. Nope. nope. Well, we're gonna. And actually, yeah, I was thinking oh, we should do an episode on that sometime. But uh, what else has he done? He also produced. Reanimator, Reanimator, folks. The classic, and which, by the way, uh, for anyone who like doesn't know, like being a producer on something can be like highly super involved, <laughs> or it could just be like at one point they're like, "Hey, what do you think we should do at this point?" And then you say something, and it'd be like, "Great, we'll give you producer credit." Like, mm -hmm. it, there's like no set like parameter for involvement in the piece to get a producer credit. So don't get like too impressed when like you <laughs> see like a celebrity's name in the producer credits of a film like that doesn't mean much. Okay. <laughs> well, he also wrote and directed Ride to Reanimator, the third one in the franchise. <laughs> and he I take everything back. <laughs> wrote and directed Return of the Living Dead 3. And also I don't remember exactly, but he had something to do with releasing the Giver live action movie off of the anime. The Giver. No oh, idea what you're talking. I believe about. it's called The Giver, Joe. No, it's the <laughs> Bio Booster Armor Giver. <laughs> it's great. Uh, and the live action one has Mark Hamill as a villain. Joe, are you excited for Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiver? Yeah. 
I'm gonna go watch some MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he worked a lot with Stuart Gordon, who did Reanimator. They they work a lot together. Nice. <laughs> and this movie does have a few awards to its name. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it, it won it won a uh, best special effects in a uh, no Ita- way. A t- yeah, Italian International oh, okay. Film Fest. And then um, it was up for Best Picture in a Portuguese International Film Fest. (laughs) And then won the the jury grand prize at, like, the Sweden Fabulous Film Festival. Yeah, it was like the Fantastic Film (laughs) Festival. (laughs) The Swedish Fantastic Film Festival. So what's going on in Sweden? I do not know. The dentist is huge in Sweden. (laughs) (laughs) Best movie of the year. And the movie was uh, HBO film. It was made for HBO. It and, was and did not have a theatrical release. Really? No. What and what about the second one? Sec- oh yeah. By the way, listeners, there's a sequel. If yes. you're So interested. Which after is this. Uh, in ten parts on YouTube. If you <laughs> care to watch. Same theme. <laughs> same, same score. The thing that I love about this movie and like movies like it so bad they're good is it comes out of this 90s VHS box cover art culture where like before YouTube before you could watch trailers before you could do anything the only thing that you had to give you an inkling of this movie being good is the box cover and and so many movies were made with just one gore scene that they would put on the cover of the box so that it would entice people to buy it and think it was a scary movie. But oh, yeah. it was just a ploy, basically, just mm-hmm. to, to get you to buy it. Like Critters and Critters. Um, Leprechaun and uh, Puppet Master. Yes. Oh, yeah. Even Hellraiser, even though those are great films, like th- like the box art was very, you know, you see Pinhead and you just want to get the movie. Oh, yeah. um, the Dentist came out of that culture <laughs> yeah. I, I remember i very vividly remember walking down aisles in blockbuster and always seeing the dentist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, i've been i've been waiting you talked to me about this movie like over a decade ago or something i feel like yeah i mean the first time i saw the dentist it was just on tv me and my brother watched it and were astounded at how bad <laughs> it was and and really i think it launched my love of so bad it's good films because it was just unreal that this this thing was <laughs> made and that people agreed to it. Oh yeah, um, but yeah. it's so fun. It's, it's so, so hilarious. hilarious. It really is a good watch with friends. Like we Definitely, just watched it yeah. and mm. cracked up the whole way through. Uh-huh. Um, I mean that James Bond line almost oh killed God. me. Almost killed me. Uh, yeah, I think it was better than Serial Killing 101. Talking about a movie that almost made so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that the uh, the lead in that movie really did it for me. <laughs> I don't know, the coach. Oh yeah, yeah. But don't maybe don't see Serial Killing 101, but please see The Dentist. Yes, please <laughs> see The Dentist. And <laughs> I make an appointment. Once every, every six once months. every 6 months. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is the, that is the tagline on the cover. It's been 6 months. Time for your checkup. <laughs> yeah, six months. That's supposed to be scary. <laughs> yeah, there's no puns. There's like nothing threatening about that at all. Yeah, um, it might, might as well say like your printer is out of toner. <laughs> Please I, refill it. Please see the dentist. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I will suggest maybe someday in the future that we do watch the dentist too and do a sequel I episode. I'm down for oh that God. idea, man. I'm <laughs> down with that idea. Cool. All right, well, uh, that wraps up another 
fantastic episode of Tuesdays with Gory. Austin C. Pruitt, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be here. Uh, you uh, have any plugs, anything going on in your life you want uh, the listeners to uh, check out? Um, well, I just recently was uh, accepted into the IO Comedy Network Ooh, uh, with uh, you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. Is, what is this? I'm not. I don't even know what IO is. Uh, IO is a improv comedy uh, institution mm-hmm. um, in Chicago and LA, <laughs> and uh, I've been taking improv classes there for a long time. Uh-huh. And they just recently started their own YouTube channel where they're oh. making comedy videos. And Justin and I and a couple friends uh, were accepted into the network, and we're going to be starting to crank out a couple videos so that's right, Ooh, that's, right that's right where can where can we find those well we currently do not have any <laughs> oh, but when, <laughs> they, when they when they're up uh, uh when they're up they'll be on the io comedy network youtube page yeah. okay cool and our team is ronald Reagan. yes <laughs> pew pew, uh, pew. also i just want to give a special shout out to Sevia soda z-e-v-i-a uh they make a grape soda that is my favorite drink so, Sevia, if you're listening, I would love some free grape soda. All right. Well, we get the <laughs> the final exhale from Austin. <laughs> Another great episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and stay scared no, out there. No, 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 no. And now. The final chapter of Hell Cab 5, Uber to Hell. Joe. Uh, 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 hello? Hey, hey, Joe. Uh, hello? This is... Hello? Hey, yeah, hi. Where? Joe, this is your new boss. Uh, hello, uh, I'm Satan. Ah! Shake my hand. Okay. It's Thank good. you. Whoa. Ah, Just, grip. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, he's hot. I'm a hot man. Anyways, Joe, uh, we brought you in here because unlike uh, most of the other people I dragged down here to hell who have to face Mm -hmm. uh, eternal life of damnation, uh, Uh, that's that's still in the cards for you, but you'll get to balance that off with working for Satan. Uh, He started this amazing rideshare program called Uber Hell. What? You're familiar with Uber, right? Yeah, 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 yes. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, so it started because Satan was, uh, was just running out of people to torture. You see, like, people have been, like, really on earth. They've been, mm-hmm. like, really trying to be, like, good people. Yep. And uh, they kind of, they discovered the right religion. There's so many religions yep. out there. And mm-hmm. God was sending so many people to hell. And finally, they started uh, praising Allah. And You're really selling this thing. None of them got sent to, se- got sent to hell anymore. So because of that... Uh, Satan was running out of people to torture, so he started Uber Hell. And basically what we do is we That's drive right. we drive around, we pick up people who ordered an Uber, mm. they hijack the system, yep. uh, and then we drive them to hell, uh, we torture them. As you remember... Is that I what mean, you did to me? Yeah, you... you Is that what you tried to do to me? You remember the scorpion oh, That's what we did seat? to you. Oh, my God. When I busted out the scorpion, <laughs> you should have seen your face. Seen uh, no, seen no, your no, face. no, 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 no. Oh, my God. But basically, Uber Hell is just a secondary source of income for us here down down here at Hell. Um, you know, our primary source just being souls and uh, yeah. uh, just and I, sin in general. So I would drive one of your cars. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna you drive nice people one. to Hell. Uh, yeah, we've got a really nice vehicle for you. Yeah, it's well, a Lincoln. Uh, it's got a blender seat. 
Yes, uh, yes. The seat Ooh. gives way and like blades fly around. And so yeah. I'd be able to get to do the the seatbelty. Yeah, you can thing. do the seatbelt. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. Oh, flying a little closer to Sunday. The seatbelt thing's mine. Just, oh, okay. the, just okay. the regular so. three, though. At, at oh, least. Yeah, you can do the three. You can do the three, all right? We're giving you the blender chair. And I wouldn't yeah. have to quit my regular job? Uh, Well, you're... Like, you're, this could be... A, it's a secondary... Like it's a secondary source of income for you, right? For, for, for us, secondary for us. you you well, will not be paid. Your job, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, your your job in hell pushing that rock up the mountain. Yeah, um, this We're will be second. This will be secondary to that. You'll still do that during I the days. To, I keep my rock. You'll, you can keep you your can rock. Keep the rock. Yeah. Uh, but instead of enjoying the trip back down the mountain, every time you push it to the top. You're gonna have to hop into your uh, continental, yep, and then dr- drive drive around Earth, pick up people, uh, torture them, drop them off, and then you'll be pushing up the rock, and that's gonna be it forever, Joe. Yeah, so. that's that's uh. eternal eternal damnation for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at least yeah. you get to drive a sweet sweet car. Oh, it's a sweet ride, man. And feel yeah. f- hey, you're, you're really f- selling me. Feel yeah. feel free to pimp it out. I mean, yeah. we've got exhibit down here. Yeah. Uh, when we, we do I, have. I, I want, can I get some blue lights? You can get blue Two lights, blue you can get uh, uh, hydraulics, LEDs, you can get subs. Yeah. You want to put an X- Xbox One Spinners, in your trunk? Xbox. Oh. Anything to really entice the customer to come in. Yeah. Wait, so I won't be able to play the Xbox, though? Uh, uh, well, <laughs> if you can play Xbox and drive at the same time, then. <laughs> yeah, if you can figure <laughs> that out. I mean, it would be very dangerous, but who knows? That, that might work, you know? Yeah, go for um, it. I mean, really get creative. Feel free to, like, take on personas. Uh, I mean, what's, what's going to happen? You're going to die? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to go back to hell? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you do screw up, there is a worse hell that we will send you to, just to yeah, let you know. That is uh, true. We have a pitchfork system. Uh, what? Yeah, all the customers, uh, right before their, like, last croaking breath of, you know, their human mortality and feeling all the pain we have them rate the amount of pain and terror they're in one last tap on their on an app exactly one last tap on an app yeah Mm -hmm. uh and the five pitchforks is just this has been the most terrifying brutal ride i've ever had Mm -hmm. one is Uh like Uh this this was kind of nice actually uh Uh, so Uh two is like a roller coaster yeah 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 so if if your average is below a 4.6 uh, we are gonna have to let you go, and we will be sending you to second hell, and oh, man. Uh, there you will be watching the dentist for the rest of your life, or afterlife for eternity. No, for eternity. no, uh, no, no! Anything but that. Anything but that. Well, you better drive real I'll well. I'll drive. I'll drive. I'll drive your. Cr- I'll drive anything. Okay. Well, uh, here's the keys, and uh, you know, go. Go get him, Tiger. Yeah, go get him, man. Uh, and uh, uh, hey, 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 Joe. Uh, yeah. Don't let them drive you crazy. <laughs> Tuesdays with Gory has been a presentation of Moss Tapes. For more information, please visit www.mosstapes.com.